Hello and welcome back to the Miss Amanda Chen Show. We're now in season two of the 100 Mass Men series where I anonymously interview different men from all walks of life about gender roles, expectations from society, and how that affects our self-worth. Trigger warning on the content of today's episode. The worst thing anyone has ever said to me was I deserved to be raped. And unfortunately, I found another man who heard those same words said to him. And to take things further, the worst thing anyone has ever said to him was to be called a rapist as a rape victim. Masked man number 47 is the rape card. This gets interesting because we never hear a man's perspective on this subject, mainly because we only see a man raping a woman and perhaps it's just too uncomfortable to see it reversed. We share both of our perspectives and notice how different it is for the both of us, but what we do share in common are as strangely a desire for violence, aggressive, degrading sex. We unpack this in very granular detail, so get that popcorn going. This is a wild episode. Cinematic, maybe, some would say. I hope you enjoy the show. Like when it comes to like betraying a woman's trust, I've stopped that possibly around 2000. 15. 2015 is when I had a realization that, holy shit, I'm becoming my father. You know, I, 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 I had a man in the mirror moment. I had a Michael Jackson moment. You know, I was just like, you know, uh, this is not it. So I stopped. I told her everything that I did. You know, I was entertaining people, this, that, and the other. And she didn't let it go, of course, because I understood that for like a year. And then once she cheated on me, it, it wasn't like, like, how could you do this? It's like, I did that. I produced that. I, I produced that. I'm, I, it was to the point where I destroyed a relationship. I, I turned her into a person fiending for somebody else because I did that. So I, I uh, you know, it's, it's there. It's a, it's a domino effect of uh, emotions, you know? Well, I think it's interesting, like, that guys will admit to other guys about mistakes that they've made and admit it. And, you know, here are the solutions or potential ways to rectify it. But do you talk about it in commonality? Like, I think with girls, it's like, hey, this happened. Like, I got cheated on. And then another girl be like, yeah, me too. And then they'll all kind of, like say we've all done it before, but do guys kind of just like want that independent, you know, unique story and be like, this is my story. This is my shit. No, I, I, we all, like before the whole Resident Evil bug, you know, came out and plagued the whole world. There'll be times when we would all go to a bar, we'd get some stouts and it, it would be like a kind of like a gentleman's club a little bit. And we would just talk shit about, it's like, I fucked up. I fucked up. I fucked up too. What did you fuck up on? Okay. Well, and whatever, you know, it's like, and the thing is like, we'll go extremely explicit, you know, it's like I did this, I didn't wear a rubber and I, like, I, I think I want to become somebody's like baby dad. But I'm just like, bro, you, you're nasty. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, like it's, I, I think this generation of men, and I don't think like a, a lot of us don't get credit on is that I feel like we're, we are the most sensitive out of the whole line of men before us. I, I have not met a man or uh, a dude that has, like, my friend or acquaintance 
that just bottles up with their emotions. I'm in several group chats of just dudes and we're just talking about, like right now I just got off of a, a group chat and one of my, my friends was just like, dudes, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I've been lying to you. And I was like, oh shit, bro. You've been lying to us for what? Like the relationship? And why would you lie to us? We're family. You know what I mean? Like you don't lie to family. I, I said it to him like just now. It's just like, dude, the time of lying is past 18. Like we don't do that anymore. You know, we're grown ass fucking dudes. If you res- if you respect me, you don't you don't you don't leave any part of your chapters away. This is not the Catholic Church. We don't hide. You know, so I don't know. I, I feel like we're we're a lot sensitive now. We explain to each other, but I think that we're just scared sometimes to tell women. Okay, you know? so that's interesting because I I agree with you. I do think that men these days are speaking more openly with each other. You know, like I kind of went down this whole rabbit hole of all of these new men's groups focusing on kind of expressing themselves. But I noticed that when I was interviewing them, at least the organizers of these men's groups would say, yeah, you know, it kind of be like AA, like they would just go through sharing stories. Like, oh yeah, like me too, man, you know, that kind of thing. And then they'll ask, you know, how many of you have told partner like your Mm. wife or your girlfriend or whatever and they would all laugh and be like yeah no that's not happening so why what is the issue you think with expressing it to the other other gender i think it depends what it is because and who they are because sometimes and, and i guess from my experience and other people's experiences especially my brother if ever there was a fight sometimes ladies you 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 can use that shit against us and we'll be mind fucked because just at a point in time, we would be like, tell us everything. I'm like, okay, we tell you everything. And then out of nowhere, like something, some incident happened and you just toss a grenade of my emotions in my face. And then I'm just like, oh fuck, now I feel like shit. And I thought I trusted you with my emotions and now you're throwing it at me as a weapon. You know, like I had one relationship where like I, I told my, uh, my partner uh, that I was raped, you know, and she got like, we had an argument and she brought up what happened to me. It's like, that's how come like four dudes raped you in military school and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, at that point in time in the living room, in my living room, I felt completely defeated because I thought I could trust you. But you're just tossing that in my face because I was like, I was like, and all those emotions, like, holy shit, <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you, you really ain't shit, you know. And that's and 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 like, there's other times when other like guys would just talk to their their girlfriends or their wives, and they'll say like, that's how come you're eating nothing, that's how come nobody in your family likes you and shit like that. And we're just sitting there. Like one of my friends called me and he's just like, yo, my, my, my wife is, is really fucking getting at me, bro. I'm like, what happened? It's like, yo, she's talking, like, she's speaking about my mom and how worthless I am. And I'm just trying, I got fired and you know, like, I'm, can I come in with you? And I'm just like, nah, dude, I don't, I don't think I, my girlfriend right now is not, 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 not right now, bro, man. Wow. She, you know, so it's, it's a double-edged sword. It's like, you want us to, express ourselves but then whenever there's an opportunity to hit us at our core then you just pull out our weakness you know 
And it's like, I, like do I want to get reminded uh, when I was raped? No, because I remember that shit every day. You know, I, I still see my babysitter. My babysitter was a woman. She was fondling me since from six years old to eight years old. I still see her right now. Then there's the military school wall. And even telling, you know, people about it, you know, have I still gotten over it? No. But almost two relationships I was in, and they'll just be like, they'll just come out of nowhere. And I'm just like, fuck, I thought I could trust you with that. And I can't. I'm with my current girlfriend right now. And she hasn't like, I'm, I'm thankful that she hasn't done that to me. I'm thankful that we don't even get into fights. <laughs> Thank God. Do you think that like it's only a matter of time that like if if she's you know in enough of that mood that she's gonna like pull that card on you? Oh, she she can, she she can. I she she has a a devil's tongue, but you know I that's that's that is why I that's not why that's not one of the reasons why I'm like faithful or whatever. I'm I'm faithful because I actually love her, but I know if some shit were to go down. Oh yeah, that's that's ammunition. Because mm-hmm. nothing what I say, that's no, nothing what a man says. It's like what? No one's gonna love you. Blah blah. Like like all that shit. Like I've I've, heard, I've seen it. I have seven sisters. I've heard it. I beat up dudes about that shit. We're there for women to take care of them emotionally and physically. But when it comes to dudes, when it comes to men, we laugh it off. You know, by other men and women. It's it's um, it's quicksand on both sides, because nobody wants to admit that men have problems. When I told my dad that I was raped, my dad was just like, by who? That, that was his first thing, yeah. by who? I was like, oh, by my babysitter. Oh, that Spanish girl? Oh, you'd be all right, you're a man now. Congratulations, Mazel tough. Mm. I was like, holy shit, I was, I was fucking six. Like holy it didn't shit. even matter. It didn't matter, no. right? That's no. crazy. Do you think that there's a commonality with people that have experienced a sexual trauma? I just feel like there's like people that have carried carry themselves a specific way. So, and I, and I think like whoever you end up attracting yourself with, like, you know, there are certain types of narcissistic types that can spot someone with that kind of trauma and, you know, collect that ammo, you know, like that's kind of like their, their jam. Cause my, my ex at the time, you know, when I told him that I was raped when I was in London and I would say that I have like lots of examples of rapey behavior or like non-consensual sex, like date rapey stuff. But like the one time that I was like for real rape, proper raped, I guess, or like, Never heard that one you know, like sober <laughs> enough to know that this is like a real criminal situation. Cause you know, like someone broke into my house and raped me and then left, you know, like it was very criminal i guess and and i was like oh okay this is different now i can call myself like a victim of being raped whereas every other time like it was unclear i technically like blamed myself i didn't know if i was allowed to call myself a victim of rape because i you know back in the back then you didn't really know what those lines were i'd say so when they told this to my ex at the time and we were working together which is already a problem and he was like my boss's boss right and this, and I ended up hooking up with another guy in the office who was married and wanted to like control me. And he started like shouting at me in the boardroom and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, look, like, I don't know what's going on with us, but like, you can't just like 
talk to me like that. So I ended up like coming forward to my boss about, you know, his inappropriate behavior in the workplace. And, you know, they had to hum and haw about whether or not to let him go. As in like, oh, should we trust her? Or should we like get rid of her instead? And so, so my boyfriend at the time, like he kind of like helped figure out, you know, get rid of the other guy, I guess. But anytime we get into a fight, he would pull that card, you know, he'd be like, oh, you know, like you're the one that's like fucking around with married people and, you know, getting everyone fired or, you know, like you deserve to get raped or, you know, like it was you starting all that shit and that's why you are who you are kind of thing. So I think it's always been like somebody that wants to help you out of it just so that they can use that. Is that kind of what your examples are? Like, would you say that like whoever your exes were that, you know, really use that ammo, did they try to be your savior? And then at the same time, use that at any point in time? No, I, 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 I don't think they were trying to be my savior at all. Like, no, they didn't want to be my savior. I think they just wanted to be something down the line, somewhere down the line. I think the relationship just got miscued. And then it just started to become like distrust. So even when they did find out, even when I did told them like what happened to myself, I think any moment in time that something was wrong, they just says like, you got a dick in you, you know, you got raped and shit, like whatever. So it's just like, it was a zing moment because I don't, I didn't know what to say. You know, that's, that's how, I, I think that's how you, you can shut anybody up. Really, that is the fastest way to shut me up. If you if you were in an argument with me, what's okay. what's my what's my rebuttal to that? You know, I never I never dated anybody in the workplace before, so I try to stay away from that because that's just messy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but with my situation, it was more like, how can I fuck this guy up? How can I knock him out? You know. Because what, let's go, for example, ex-girlfriend number three, the Brazilian, who stole uh, who stole uh, 10 grand from me in Paris. What? Yeah she, okay. yeah, she stole 10 Gs. That How? Cool. Like out of your bank account? We shared the same bank account. And then she was like, cheating on me. You you want, you want, you want to fuck, uh, you want to fuck black bitches. You want to have sex with Asian bitches. Fuck you. And I'm just like, Holy shit! We just we just touched down on Paris. Uh, how the fuck did we get here? <laughs> what? And you know we were supposed to be there for like two weeks, and then I found out. Like I went on her. Uh, like I didn't go on her phone. I do not do that. But this time, you know, after she spit in my face in the Louvre, which was you know, that's a lot. Yeah, that was cinematic. I was like, holy shit! I'm in a movie. <laughs> I should write this down. That, I, that was the first thing I, that happened. Like I thought when she did this, and it hit my face. And I'm just like, this is cinematic. This is a good shot. Oh my god! <laughs> this is a good shot. Let me see that. It's actually in one of my my screenplays. You know, art imitates life. Right. And, and then once we got into our Airbnb, she took a shower, cursing me in Portuguese, and then I saw her phone. And the phone said, hey, baby, I know like you're with your girlfriends and you're having a great fucking time. I love you. I love you. I'm not going to say her name. And then I was like, you know what? Let me see. Fuck it. I, I don't care anymore. 
Wow. I went on her. I went on. I went on her phone, and then I saw videos of you know money shots, a lot of money shots. I was just like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. She's sucking dick like a fucking beast, and I didn't even get that. Wow. And yet here I am, being blamed for being a cheater and everything like that. And I was like, holy shit, wow. And I kissed you. That's crazy. In the same day. Wow. And then I went to her in the shower. I was like, what the fuck is this? Oh and then she started, yeah, I, I didn't get fuck anymore. And that's when she just, like, the first word she said was just like, like it was the rape card, you know? And I just threw the, I just threw the phone at her, you know? Like, not at her, but like, at her general direction, so I, you know, cracked it. I gave her two hundred dollars, and I told her to get the fuck out. Like I bought, like here's a, like I bought you an Airbnb before I got here. I need you to leave. Wow. Because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know that, that that was a hit. You know, like even when I said that you you've been cheating on me for the past, like it looks from from the Tinder account to the OK Cupid account. To the plenty of fish and these videos, you know, you've been you've been going to town, and yet you were blaming me. That's crazy. But then once she said the rape card, it's like holy shit, I got nothing. I got no fuel. I have I have nothing. It's so easy. Why do you think that is used as like the grenade? You know, like what feeling is it? Is it is it shame that she yeah. like just dumps on you, and then you're just like yeah. shit? What do I do? Yeah, that's that's probably one of the worst weapons you can use. Cause what am I? What can I? What can I do? I mean, I, I I can say whatever. I'm at the point right now where it's like if somebody uses it to me, I'm just like, yes, it happened. But then again, I don't know what to say. It's a trap card. <laughs> Cause it's a bottomless pit. Cause it's it's now it's, it's become that you did it. You know, you had this. No matter what, when no matter what happened. No matter, no matter what is going on here, somebody has taken advantage over you. You had no use. You, you couldn't do anything about it. You have no control. You were powerless. And exactly, it made you powerless in this situation. You know, like that's after that, I didn't, I, 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 the only thing that I did was just kick her out. And I cried, you know, like it's, it's uh, that night. I was just like, I had a dream. I had a, had a nightmare where it's just like, I saw my babysitter again. I saw the cardboard box. That's another story, you know. And I couldn't even. I went outside and I went outside in the, like, the Paris streets. I bought like two packs of cigarettes, and I was just chiefing. I was even chiefing. I wasn't chiefing cigarettes because of like the supposed breakup, because it's like whatever. But holy shit, you know, rape card is strong. I think it's especially strong when it becomes when it's a, a man. Really, I, I think I think that's because I, I I speak the spoke to dudes and it's like whenever they're whenever they get reminded of that, especially I think any person gets reminded of rape, it's it's a shell shock, you know. You know, and this is interesting because I think the double standard is very different now. So like when I got raped and whenever I talked about rape openly, you know, every guy's every guy would just like put his hands up and be like, not touching you for like the rest of the day here, you know, like I don't want you to misrepresent me and call me one of your rape stories basically i think that was like what i was experienced experiencing so i remember after the fact you know when i came back from from london and i came back to to canada 
and I was trying to date people. And anytime they like tried to lean in to kiss me or like whatever to seal the night, I would always just like suddenly start like crying because I just didn't know how to express when I didn't want something happening to me anymore. You know, I didn't know how to vocalize it. So the thing that was the most disappointing was you might assume like this guy would, okay, put his hands up, be like, I didn't touch you, nothing happened, whatever, like relax and like put me in a cab and then, you know, call it a night. No, they just dipped and left me crying like on the middle of the street pretty much yeah. every single time. That's yeah, I think yeah. that was like the worst situation of just like people not knowing how to handle it. But I think if you're saying on the other side as a man, you know, like I think women are just like, LOL, there's no way that like a girl can rape a guy. Right. You know, there's that, there's that whole misconception of it. But I think in both of your scenarios, they were power plays, right? You had an older female preying on you the first time. And then the other time you're saying, you know, it was a military thing. And again, that's another power play for sure. Right. So I think in both of your instances or mainly most instances, I think is, is a power play, which is why you're relating it to that inability or like freeze moment. Definitely. Definitely. I, to come back to you, I, I think it's it's also like what's the climate right now, you know, where where men is just like I'm not touching that. She's crying like holy shit. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm like no. I've had damn. I've damn. I've lived a long and strange fucking life. Holy shit. <laughs> this is crazy. Because I get that. Because I I unfortunately when I was younger I did that. Like like we were on. I was on a date, and this girl just started crying and it's like oh you you just wanted to fuck me like i was like oh i just wanted to say oh my god i i didn't do anything like i and i, I was like i didn't do anything i'm not like, holy shit like i didn't know what to do but i didn't leave her there i, I just i sat really far right and i and i was and, and i was just looking at the whole entire situation because everybody else it was in public too i was just like i didn't if i got up it would look strange i just sat down just looking at her i'm like i just it's like 12, 12 a.m. <laughs> I didn't know what to do in that situation. Cause I've I've had, I've had I've had two times where women said sexual harassment towards me in school in LaGuardia. And I had to fight both cases. So you so know? what happened and how did you fight it? Because I think that's another thing. Like guys are just like, oh, I'm not even gonna fight because no one's gonna listen to me. And then I think that there's that new, you know, feeling of resentment of like, oh, I'm, I don't know what to do. Oh yeah, I, I like, like I was fighting and like during during that time I was fighting, I got called a rapist, you know, and everything like that. And it was just like, holy shit, I didn't do anything, you know. And I still remember to this day what happened. I remember I was in the cafeteria in Laguardia. Me and her were talking about our like our relationships. She told me about her girlfriend. Her girlfriend got big titties. I'm like, good fucking job. That's a way to go. Showed her my previous girlfriend. Your girlfriend got cute ass. I'm just like, right, right? We high-fived each other. And then I was ready to go to my public relations club. I said, all right, my guy, I gotta go. She's like, okay. We gave each other a hug. And then I skedaddled. Then the next three days, it was an English test. And then these two officers come out of nowhere. This black guy and Hispanic guy and a white guy were standing outside. They came in with handcuffs. 
It's like, you're under arrest. I'm just like, holy shit. <laughs> I got, yeah, yes. Yeah, I remember that shit because that shit was funny. Because all my, like, like, being labeled a rapist is one of the worst things you can ever call me as a, as a rape victim myself. That's the worst thing that you can ever tell me. And then I had to fight that shit. I had to play. I was like, they brought me to the dean, and, and thanks to the to the grace of God, I didn't get kicked out or anything like that. And then the the girl had to tell the truth. I'm just confused. Like, what did she yeah. say? And what? Um, how she did it, said, she end up telling the truth? I guess she she said that I groped her breasts and I played with her in in the in the cafeteria and told her to shut the fuck up. I had to literally do like, like I had to go and talk to people who were there. I had to like embarrass myself and say like, hey, were you there at this time and everything else? I had to bring my mom there. I had to bring my ex-girlfriend there. I had to prove to them that I wasn't that that person. And then the girl says like, no, he just made me feel very uncomfortable when he hugged me, you know? And it's just like, then why did you, why did you hug me? Why did you initiate the, that's my question. I was like, why, my dean, even the dean says, why did you, why did you ask for a hug? And she didn't have an answer to that. And he's like, okay, I, I already, already got what I needed to hear. Still to this day, like, there's times when I'm like, with like, lady friends, you know, and they try to like do a hug and like, I do a little side hug. I'm like, that's a weird hug. It's like, uh, sorry, just I'm, 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 I'm programmed. Cause after that, I, no. You know, when I went to uh, Comic-Con a couple of years ago, you know, one of the, the booth babes was, uh, was was going for a hug and I really stuck out my hand as a handshake and it was weird. So I was like, yeah, like, here you go. No, 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 I, it's, I don't know. It's, I think right now, I think victim play on both parties is, is heightened and it's so easy to catch somebody, especially a person that like I think that looks like me, you know. Like one one person says, like, oh, okay, you're so muscular and you're, you're big and you just exude this alpha male mentality. Like, no, nah, dude, I'm I'm a, I'm a Magic the Gatherings nerd. If a, if a girl comes out of nowhere and says, hey, I play Magic the Gathering, I'll be like, what? Let's play. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like if that's our first date, then it's like it's over. I'm like, holy shit, this is this is it. Fuck nudes. Show me your Magic the Gathering deck. That's what I wanted to fucking see. I don't know. That is crazy. What, I guess now, with all of those stories, like what is, what are the intimacy issues that you experience now? And like, how do you build trust with people? Because like, you've just been hit from all, every single direction, you know? Yeah, it's like- (laughs) I, which one are you? It's like, are you the victim? Are you being vic- like, are, or are you making victims? Like, who are you? And it's um, like, how do you know what's a, right? <laughs> I'm not a victim. I don't claim. I don't, I don't boo hoo about it. You know, I don't tell, I don't, I'm not telling you these stories for you to be sad for me. I'm telling you these stories because they're in my book, you know, mm-hmm. I really take storytelling very personally <laughs> and everybody's life is quote unquote, their own movie is what you make of it. And if you just victimize yourself the entire time, I believe that you are a weak person. I'm not telling you this story to be like, oh, well, a lot of guys are very, no, really any guy that's listening to this, I don't know you, 
you know, and I'm not going to pretend to be like, I care about you. Like, no, shut the fuck up, do your job, do whatever you need to do that makes you happy and live on. That's what I'm doing. You know, I don't expect any handouts be like, wow, he's so strong. Like, I got that. I've been in 13 years in, in therapy and shit like that. And I'm tired of people saying, like, wow, you're so brave. Like, no, I'm not brave. If I was brave, shit, I would have I would have fought. Right. But I did it because it happens. I'm, I'm trying to better myself. You know, I'm, uh, I'm using all these stories that has made me both angry, sad, emotional, like hell, sexual. You know, it's, it's sad enough that I was talking to my girlfriend. It's like, unfortunately, I like rough shit. Well, it makes it makes sense, yeah. You know, unfortunately, I like to be pegged sometimes. I, unfortunately, I like to be the sub sometimes. It's like it's because I know where it comes from, but I can't help that it's my shit. I was formed that way. I don't try to try to hide it because why? That's hiding me, and I don't believe in hiding me. Well, so. This is, I mean, I don't know how to say this. I get, I feel a lot of shame about sex because yeah, like I've, you know, gone through a lot of sexual violence and then I feel like, yeah, I I asked for a lot of sexual violence back. Like, and I don't know how to express like when I I like it that way and when I don't like it that way, you know, now that I'm more mature and I find safer partners, I'm still confused on how I communicate that. And at the same time, I don't want to put other people, like, I don't want to put my partners off to think like, oh, you know, was she trying to suggest that, you know, something was not consensual or whatever. And it's, it's not really that. It's just trying to figure out that balance where like, you can still get that like excitement factor and knowing that, but then there's like that shame of like, ew, why do I like this? It's, it's kind of what happened to me. And, you know, like, how do you make sense of that in your own? terms no i'm still working the kinks <laughs> ah, there you go and i there we go we found a pun good job my job here is done no that was good wow uh the question has like it appeared to me like uh like my uh my girlfriend she bought like she bought like, a whole bunch of like kinky toys and you know it's like what are you doing i was like i'm gonna spit in your mouth i'm just like oh shit <laughs> Okay, I haven't had this in a very long time. Holy shit. But then in the back of my head, I'm just like, wow, this is this is really me. This is really this is really what I like. And I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm still with you. I don't know. Because yeah, like you just said, like, okay, spitting in your mouth, but then yet like in a sexual context, I'm down. But then, you know, when your ex did that to you in the Louvre, you're like, no. So how do you make sense of that? I don't know, bro, him. <laughs> I really don't fucking know. Because I think I just take away the two in a way. Because it's like, if my, like, like, if I thought of it that way, then it's just like, when I see my girlfriend, I don't, I don't have like a PTSD moment of my ex. I don't see that angry, you know, woman. I see my girlfriend who's trying to be a dom and it just gets me solid. You know, I, I just, I don't know. I really don't know. I really don't know. That's, that's, I'm stumped. Right. Yeah. But what about you? Like, do you get flashbacks whenever you try to get your, your violent on, if you will? Like, I don't, I I don't, do you try to become the dom in your relationship? Like, do you want that power for yourself? So I'm, I'm conflicted because 
I don't know. I don't know what other women do sexually, but whenever I hear my female friends talk about sex and then they would be like, oh, I love it when I'm like, you know, saying no, but I really mean yes, you know, and then and it's like kind of this like fake rapey situation. And I hate listening to that story. You know what? I, I, I'm glad you've never been raped, I guess, to, to find that sexy or whatever. But, you know, that just sounds super triggering and like not cool. So right. I like to make sure that everything is communicated before it goes down. Like, I'm not really like someone that does like safe words and everything like that, but I want to feel like everything's okay. But I find that I take a lot of control before and after, you know, like I'll have a pre-conversation about everything and have an aftermath post-conversation about everything. But during it, I don't think I communicate it very well. And I don't think my body behavior expresses when I don't want something enough. So like, that's what I would say, like when I experience rapey behavior, because I don't think they're going to be able to tell the difference if I'm like, yeah, you know, do this horrible shit to me. And then like, no, but not that one, you know, and like, when can I do that properly? Yeah. It's like, they, they'll just like, oh, she's just being playful at this time because maybe I was being playful earlier in the session. And like, and I don't think one safe word is enough to communicate that, you know? So like, what would you just like fully like separate and then make a really awkward moment? You know, like, how do you kind of make sure that everyone's on good terms because that's what I've been experiencing. Like I would say like three quarters of the the whole session has been, you know, good. But the fact that there's still a quarter that was like, mm, I'm not sure about this. I don't know how I felt about that. You know, like if I wake up the next day and I'm in pain, like my body is in pain because, you know, you did all this crazy shit. And I tried to kind of figure out a better way to make this more comfortable for me. And it didn't work out. And I wasn't able to communicate it. Like I feel shame that now my body hurts tomorrow. You know, and I'm like, well, that sucks. Like now, sure, I'll communicate it to him. And he'll say like, oh, my bad. Sorry that, you know, we didn't use enough lube or something. And I'm like, okay, but it doesn't change the fact that everything hurts today. Right. So I think that's that's what I haven't figured out how to get over. It's it's more like the safety issues. Because at the end of the day, like guys are bigger than girls anatomically. So how do you control that? It's kind of hard. I mean, like if I I go through my past, like I remember when I had a, but I had a dumb, like an official dumb, like she was like 45. I was like 19. Wow. Okay, Cupid really needs to change their shit. Anyway, besides oh. the point. <laughs> <laughs> but like she was just like, it's always it's based on your grade, what you get in school. And if you if you get like anything lower than an 80, then it's gonna hurt. If you get anything above that, I'll be tender with you. And there are moments where I was just like, I know I can pass this class, but I kind of want her to like electrocute my balls a little bit. I don't know. For me, the rough, the roughness is the violence. It's uh, it's a thrill. It's the testosterone going. Anything that is softer than that, I'm, I'm pretty flaccid. Doesn't do anything for me. Like call me names, degrade me, spit on me, smack me, humiliate me, and all those things has happened before. This time it's just like it's really fucking hot and. I'm like fucking naked on the floor with a dog mask. <laughs> and it's 40-year-old woman is just degrading me. And I'm just like, yeah, this this seems right. <laughs> you know, I think I think the reason why you're finding it hot is like, I mean, this is what I would get from other women that they, you know, that want this kind of behavior done to them. It's because technically they're in control, you know, like they're probably like 
in a very controlling environment most of their life. And then they're like, you know, once we get into the bedroom, this is like finally the chance for me to just like let everything go and like lose control in that sense. But technically you're still in control because there is a safe word. You've agreed to the, the degrading things that are going to happen to you today. I had no say. I was her personal Mr. Dildo. That was my only meaning in life at 19. That was my only name. That was my occupation. That's who I was. I gave up my entire freedom. And whenever she put a, put on a, a cock ring and a ball ring on me, I was hers. I was her personal property. I had no say. Don't you tap out? I mean, as a guy, I'm just curious. Like, you know, like, don't you en- eventually have control over that situation? How does it end? When is it finished? Like, is it like a two hour session? And then it's like, oh, time's up. You know, how does that work? When I went to Art Institute, I still had a cock ring on. You know, whenever she texted me, I was, I had to. You know, so it was never, it was never off. I liked it. But I mean, like when you like physically can't perform anymore. No, I was still eating her out. You know, okay. was, whenever she told me that I can be, I can, I can finally be me. I can finally be a man again. You know, just put on some like her click clamps and like watch her get tortured on like her like vibrator on while she's on the floor. And I would just watch, you know, if I couldn't perform, she'll just smack me, smack my dick and call me worthless. It, Got the body going, you know. Mm-hmm. That's wild. You yeah. know what? I think it's interesting. Cause like that. That's when you're like you're fully into it, right? And it's like very clear. But I feel like I don't know. I feel like most men obviously would rather be the dom in just general and society. I hate it. I I I remember before I met my my girlfriend. Like it was uh, if a girl was just like take me and like you're on your back, just like what the fuck is this? This is a, this is a, this is, this takes two bodies. That's not how this works. Not with me anyway. Like I, I, I hate when I get looked at and it's like, wow, you're like, you look like you can just throw me. I can do all that stuff, but I, like, we have to talk about it first. Cause the last thing I want to do is get to like my other personalities and then they take over, mm-hmm. you know, like which, which scene are we doing? So I think that's interesting. Like you, you probably always get women that want the status quo version of you you know like the tough guy strong man sex whatever that is right I hate so that shit. how do you feel like you express yourself both sexually and and out of outside in the in the rest of the world like how do you navigate around the expectations of what being a conventional man is supposed to be like what is that for you I mean ever since I started you know because working out is another reason why the, to take the power back from my enemies and whatever. Uh, but because I did, I do that. Like they have this this look that I am I'm a jock. I like sports. And and personally, it's like I feel like the conventional man that needs to die. I think, and I keep on saying this, I'm loving this generation of of of, of people, both women and men, like being c- controlling that you know, that status quo and changing it, moving it forward. Like more muscle-bound dudes like myself are now talking about Star Wars and Magic the Gathering, where it used to be just fat kids. And it's like, and they don't know how to talk to women. And it's like, before I met my girlfriend, this girl's like, oh, what do you do for fun? I was like, oh, I fucking love 
going to art galleries and and I love playing Magic the Gathering. And, you know, playing some like sometimes if I want like if I if I want to do some math, <laughs> I play so I play. Me and my friends go to like a little card shop and we just you know talk arts and it's like yo that's weird. It's like how is that weird? Because I'm not talking about sports. I'm sorry, sports. Sports is dumb. I don't want to see grown ass men playing basketball and like it's like you're talking about dudes I don't even care about. The status quo of men is is becoming lighthearted and i think more men just need to express themselves even more not the victim card not trying to because i know there's dudes that's like oh i'm just gonna appease to the women and, and express myself and maybe that's gonna get me some pussy it's like nah bro just be yourself and i'm not being like not be like your man self just be jeffrey or david whatever the fuck your name is i'm fucking weird i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hide how weird i am you know and if i could charm a woman with my weirdness Holy shit, that's on you. You chose you chose to be with me. <laughs> not the other way around. You know, I'm not pretending to be anybody. And I feel like that's what men before were. They pretended to be this definition of a of a stone cold man. Where my dad was. My dad was a stone cold man. No feelings. The only feelings that he wanted was pussy, money and guns he was a cop he has uh, 14 kids he's just like hey if i come in them it's it's on them you know and and, yeah. and, and then he, and then he moves on once i told my dad I said, hey dad i don't want to be i don't want to be in uh in the military i want to i, I want to be in i want to be an artist i want to be a writer and then he beat the shit out of me i was like you faggot mike i was like i'm not gay dad i just want to write <laughs> i want to write stories it's like, how are you going to get women? I'm just like, that's not, that's not, no. It's like, it's. So uh, what, what is that with the whole men and power and power equals pussy? When I have enough power, that means I have enough status, which means I have enough money, which is going to get me the pussy. Like it has nothing to do with my personality or anything about me. It's all about power. Where did that come from? You think? The past? I guess I can call it the past. Because I, I, I do believe in alpha and beta i do believe in that i do believe that in our society we do have alpha males and alpha females and beta females and beta males i do i do agree with that okay because we are because we, we are animals we're we're mammals it's just fact but we're power in in the past women are attracted to that from what we're shown it, and, and it changes over time you know from the african from the ancient africans and and Romans and Greeks, it was either you were royalty or you were a soldier. You had women because you were the strong stock. And in our in our in our natures, like this man can take care of me. This guy can do things for me. And it's still today. This guy got some money. This guy got a car. This guy can do this. This guy can do that. I want that. You know, it's uh, it's it's still there you know and with in with us men it's like if i have all of this then i can pick any woman i want i can go from a woman who is a god queen to some sewer rat and i can have all of them you know i can have every woman i want and it's and it's been four years and is it going to stop i don't know whenever there is a man in power or a woman in, and, and now it's now it's it's going to women because now women are now making the forces, making the money and everything else. And now men are just like, 
yeah, I want a woman that's controlling. I want a woman that's powerful. I want a woman that can do this, that, and the other. And she does this and who's independent and everything else like that. Women now have the power to be like, I don't want no broke motherfucker. I want whoever. I can pick and choose. And now it's just power. Whoever's in power can pick and choose. You know what I mean? So it's like, just because I have a nice personality, like, well, like, define it as I want that. No. That's how come we have sugar mamas and sugar daddies. Power is key. I don't know, man. Like I, I was obsessed with power like that for a while, you know, like I, I, at a time, I truly believe that whoever holds the power can get anything they want. And then sometimes I forget that I'm a woman and I forget that I'm Asian, you know, and then I'm like, fuck, you know, like I can only get to a tier of power compared to like white male power, you know? So I was kind of like, okay, well, you know, fuck this. I'm just not going to swim in this lane anymore to to get the power in that sense. Like, so I don't know. I don't know how much you read about like vibrations, you know, like how humans are, you know, we're all vibrating beings or, you know, whatever stuff. Right. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. there's, they say that like the highest vibration, like higher than power and control and all that kind of stuff is love. There's, there's cults that are, you know, enforced cults that are instilled by fear, which is a pretty high vibration, right? But, or sorry, a very low vibration, like being in fear, but a high vibration will always, I mean, theoretically overpower those fear vibrations if you have that love, you know, and that is something that you can actually get in yourself and there is no racial or gender base. I don't know any of that, honestly. I really can't say. Uh, I really can't pinpoint my my opinion on that really i'm just learning from you so please teach me oh green (laughs) honestly that's (laughs) i that's how i flipped the script because i was like you know what like i can i can now have compassion for you know some of these horrible mean people in that in the world and now they can't hurt me because i just feel sorry for you that you like are hurting that you have to be so miserable that you have to fuck up everyone else's lives sucks for you you know you have to live with that bullshit every day being an ugly person and with the fucking facts my guy (laughs) right and then now you're just like you know what like i'm so good with my like you know whatever content life that i have because like i found the love in myself and i think that's probably the biggest gem and yeah you you, i think you do vibrate higher that way you know what's funny uh i'm actually working on that trying to love myself (laughs) you know what i mean so it's it's funny that you said that because that's what i said like maybe like months or even a year ago so yeah, I, I, I'm still, I'm still learning on that forefront, you know. I want to wrap up with three questions. So the first question is what toxic behaviors have you identified about yourself that you want to change and prioritize changing? Hmm. Let's see. Not loving myself is one, is one. I mean, I like being a troll. I wouldn't call it toxic, but I would consider my being a troll. Is that toxic? Is that toxic? I don't know. I find humor in that. Yeah, that's it. I, I I don't think I'm toxic. I'd say like me hating myself is like pretty toxic back then. And there's so many aspects on, on doing that. You know, like I didn't, I hated that whole self-love situation. I was like, what am I supposed to give myself a bubble bath every day? Like I don't understand. And then I realized like love is like discipline. It's like waking your ass up at 6 a.m. because you want to do something with the day and your body's like, fuck you because I'm tired. But also thank you because now we're doing stuff you know so it's kind of that weird like tough love in that sense self-love is like a personal experience I guess and I hate that people like try to generalize it no everyone has to do it this way kind of thing 
I'm still learning. I'm still learning how to do that. My next question is, what negative ideas do your female friends have about themselves that you wish to change? That they don't need to only sexualize themselves for attention. I, I, as much as I love this, this showing your bodies and everything like that, and it's your prerogative, I respect that. But it's like, I know a couple of women who are just like, are just doing it for the eyes of a potential partner. And it's just like, you don't really need to do that. But I, I, in our society right now, or forever, it seems to only be the case. And I think it's changing. I don't know. You know, I think it's it's interesting that like, of course, that's an insecurity thing and a self-confidence and body issue thing. But I think no one's really tackling the fact that that's a competition thing. It's, you know, pinning women against other women through, yeah. you know, comparative magazines or before and afters or like, you know, whatever those kind of dangerous aspects are in the media, because I find it like impossible to collaborate with other women because they're just like, what, what's your, what's your goal? Like, why are you trying to befriend me? You know, what are you, what are you going to do about this? Right. And this is always that. And I guess a lot of women do that too, to like unassuming helpful men or anyone helping anyone. Right. It's like, oh, what's your end game? You know, and that, that whole distrust situation. I think there needs to be more sisterly love. Honestly, that's why I firmly believe in. Yeah, me too. My last question to you is out of all the things we talked about today, was there anything that jumped out? at you that you would like to invite another man to elaborate on further in another episode on the show? Yeah, uh, shit, I'll, I'll, probably the whole entire damn thing. The whole fucking thing. Yeah. You know, like, it's, I can't pinpoint because all of it was fucking good. Everything I feel like, we still do not talk about, you know, the confidence of men uh, explaining, explaining their feelings and their emotions and their doubts to women and then receiving that as, like, a, but a blunt object to their face when it comes to an argument and stuff like that, or even rape, you know? Uh, a lot of men, uh, like, for like years, I denied that I was, until it took me like a moment where I was alone. I'm just like, holy shit, I keep on getting these recurring nightmares. And I just started sobbing. And I think other men just own up to that. You know, don't be ashamed. It fucking sucks. But I need, but I need you, bro. I'll be here with you, bro. If you whatever, whenever you come on the show, Broham. <laughs> if Amanda, the great uh, Jedi Master, allows us to be in a council together, you know, like it's it's uh, it's a thing. That's what I would like to talk to another dude about. Okay. And we'll cry together. We'll get drinks. It's very interesting to see the resilience in people, and it's definitely something to appreciate. But when we take it one step further to reaching self-love, that's still something a lot of us have no idea how to tap into. I realized here that there is no one way to exercise that. How would you define self-love? Make sure to subscribe. And if you'd like to be on the show or know of someone with a unique perspective, slide into my DMs at Miss Amanda Chen on Instagram. And I'll see you next Wednesday with more episodes of The 100 Masked Men.